Yes, it's over, done, and done. Not easy, but it's done. 52 miles, all done. Why not 56? How am I feeling today? There's this lady who's running ultra marathons every single day. And, ooh, bank transfer experience. Pleasantly uneventful. Thank goodness. Monday, March 6th, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky, and I hope you are feeling well. Did you do the Goggins Challenge this weekend? Did you try to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours? If not, what else did you do? Work? Ha 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 So did I. Ah, uh, yeah. So, I left you in a cliffhanger, which, again, by the way, I'm sorry, I posted the wrong audio file once again on Friday, and I was told again uh, by uh, Ben, who's like, dude, you posted the wrong file again. Fix it. And so uh, I got to be careful when I'm uh, converting these. It's not so much converting the files. Is it converting the files or is it uh, when I'm editing the tags? I add the image to the album art to the MP3 file. And uh, I guess uh, I'm selecting the wrong one in the program. And then it saves it late. Like it it changes up the recent, uh, recently modified files. But anyway, I'll be more careful. As I was explaining on Friday... I uh, was going to. I was going to do. I was in the middle. I was three legs in to this four by four by forty-eight um, David Goggins challenge. Now, for those of you who are uh, just tuning into this, um, David Goggins is this former Navy SEAL guy who is um, well. He's ripped, first of all, but also he does all these uh, ultra marathons. And his big thing, he's published a couple of books over the last couple of years, all about conquering your mind. And one of the ways that uh, he has conquered his mind is by just finding the toughest physical thing to do and going to do it. So like he hated running, he started running. Uh, I mean, he was eating like shit for a while. So he changed how he was going to eat. Uh, he joined the, 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 the Navy, the SEALs at what, age 24, I think he finally got in. It took him three cha- three tries to get through uh, uh, the Navy uh, SEAL training. So like Bud Week, Bud's Week, the basic underwater demolition and whatever it is, where they're up for a week, the Hell Week sort of thing. Uh, they, uh, they they do that. It's insane. You're up for like seven days. The instructors get sleep. Uh, and they, they replace them every six or eight hours or something like that. Uh, but the uh, the recruits, they don't get replaced. Uh, they, they slowly slowly atrophy and, and slip away and ring the bell and give up Goggins I mean he's he finally got through it but anyway he now does all these ultra marathons and an ultra marathon is anything basically more than 26 miles 26 miles times 1.6 is what 43 kilometers roughly somewhere around there round it up it's 50 kilometers roughly somewhere around there now so this weekend was this he, Goggins challenge. Uh, he didn't do it. Uh, he had other things going on, but a lot of other people were, and you could find them on Twitter in, uh, on, in specific, uh, in particular, where they were posting the times that they were attaining for each leg. And I was surprised. There were a lot of people hitting like nine minutes 30 for their miles. That was my first two legs. And then by the third one at 8 p.m., it was, I was going down to 10 minutes by 
that midnight run after I posted the episode, um, <clears throat> that one was 11 minutes per mile or something. And it just, I mean, it slowed down from there. It was, it was not easy, but it also was not as difficult as it was in the prior years. So uh, what's basically my approach to it was a lot simpler. I, I mentioned this, that uh, I greatly simplified what I was going to eat, kept it. I don't even think I even ate the cottage cheese, to tell you the truth. I mean, I ate um, very little throughout the week, uh, weekend. I didn't feel that I needed to. The two things that I made sure that I was having, uh, I had those vitamin C tablets. Uh, so I had one of those. I also got a bunch of orange juice. I drank a bunch of orange juice throughout the, the weekend. Every time I came back, I'd have a glass of that, uh, like a cup of it, one or two cups. And then the I had sweet potatoes, dried sweet potatoes, and those were another. I only had like one or two of like one or two sticks of them. So and that fueled me pretty well throughout. And then coffee during the day, of course. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing? Milk, oats with cinnamon and, and chocolate and honey, like a powdered chocolate. That was my primary meal. Uh, I mean, it wasn't very much. I think I had. Uh, on Friday, I explained that I had uh, like onions, uh, eggs, and garlic and onions and stuff. It was just that one was too heavy, I think, to tell you the truth. Like it wasn't possible. I could feel it in my stomach when I was uh, running uh, later that night. Uh, I had a salad on Saturday afternoon, but that was about it. Other than that, it was very simple what I was eating a lot of water, um, and then, of course, a lot of stretching as well uh, to uh, keep the body moving. But overall, um, I ended up running 52 miles. I ran each and every leg of them, so I didn't walk at all, even though like I was trotting along. We're talking one foot in front of the other, just pushing along, but I was always pushing forward. I was moving forward. So that as much as as much as I can. I can be happy for that. Now, why didn't I do the 56 miles? When I, like I, because I was debating whether I could. And to be honest, I probably could have. But by Sunday afternoon, not even not even after the last, what was to be the last one, but Sunday, it was Saturday evening, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., I'm, look, I'm just looking at the time, I'm going, this is the last lap. This is the last leg that I have to do. That's the 8 o'clock one, 8 a.m. I'm like, I don't feel as bad as I thought I would. So I, I can do the the midday, the, the lunchtime run. I'll, I'll do that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, going, I am so tired of being sick and tired, or, or I'm sick and tired of being so tired all the time that I want to do something else already. So it was more like that rather than going into the challenge, as I was leaving, the ch as I was coming up to that finish line, I was like, okay, I just want this over with already. I don't want to be always in pain. I don't want to always be constantly thinking of the next uh, schedule, sort of thing, the next pattern. Because for these for these types of runs, especially if it's winter outside, if you the first year I remember I had an issue with this, was making sure I had enough dry clothes that I could run in to keep me warm outside specifically at night now this weekend luckily uh the weather was warmer friday was warm and then sunday got warm as well but saturday was cool and not only that 
there was quite a bit of pollution as well. The AQI index was about, air quality index was about 200 for about the entire weekend. Not something you're recommended to run in, but I'm like, I, I got to do it. If I push this off, you're just going to think of it even more later on. So it's like, you just, just do it, right? Which also contributed to me getting to the 52 miles, but stopped me from doing the 56. Because I'm sitting there going, yeah, if I do 56, it adds another five hours to it. Right, so if I end the the uh, the fifty two miles at one o'clock or so, then you wait three more hours, you run for another hour, and you come in, you have to stretch out. So already that's what one o'clock. You wait till four. You're done at five. You're done stretching by six. I'm going showering and everything. You know, <clears throat> I can do other things today. I, I I can even if it's just sitting around and washing clothes and making getting everything else sort of organized that I didn't organize because I was working and running at the same time the entire weekend like for Friday and Saturday that would be good enough so that's what I was uh that's why I kind of was like okay 56 yes I could probably do it no I don't know if I can do it but 52 I was able to do it as well so for that much I I am happy I was asked that's a lot of podcasts to listen to I'm like I didn't I think I listened to I didn't listen to anything to tell you the truth um, that's not, sorry, not entirely. I tried to listen to, um, two books, two audio files of the LibriVox recording of Thucydides' Peloponnesian War. Now you're probably listening to me, that is what you chose to run to. Well, no wonder you didn't listen to anything. And it's true, that one, the one that is, the guy who reads it very dry, almost monotonous voice it was kind of interesting to hear him screw up the recording a couple of times but that that's not that i won't hold that against him at all i mean he does a good job overall um it's just the fact that he was reading a history book or someone was reading a history book and i got through two parts of it and i was like nah, i don't really want to be listening to this and of course i listened to some uh upbeat electronic mu- music but uh, even that i'm going this isn't honestly this is first of all it's not safe. At night, when I'm doing the midnight runs, 12 a.m. and 4 a.m., I want to be fully aware of what's going on around me. Now, I know, I mean, I don't live in a bad neighborhood or anything like that. Uh, I live in Beijing. It's relatively a safe city. Um, so I, I, don't, I wouldn't feel threatened at all. The issue is cars, drunk drivers. Friday and Saturday night, around this neighborhood, there are... I mean, I, I hear the Lambos ripping around sometimes. I hear the motorcycles. I know there's a bunch of chore bars uh, uh, or hot pot places nearby. Those can get a little rowdy at times or have people who are um, rowdy. But that wasn't an issue. So all, the, all that being said, I just want to make sure that I was fully aware of my surroundings in the evenings. During the day, the other problem with listening to podcasts or anything is that you have to find them. You have to sort of load them up, and I didn't have time for that. It, I had to, my morning run, I don't even know how you start. You had, Basically, to have the podcasts, you'd have to have them ready before the weekend even started. That's what. That's basically what it comes down to. If you're working, so if I run at lunch, I come back, shower, get back to work. After work, you go for a run, come back, you eat. And then, and then stretch a little bit. You might have time 
uh, like on Friday night to uh, prepare some podcasts. But again, Saturday, if you're working, there's no time to be fiddling around with download podcast downloads and stuff like that, finding something to listen to. Not at all. It's just go time. So what did I do instead? You might say, so you, you ran in silence? I ran under the curse of my own breath. Get it done. One plus one. One plus three. Three plus one. Two plus two. So what I ended up doing is that also a big change up from prior years. This is my third time doing this. Um, Two years ago, I think I ran only within the compound. Last year, I ran within the compound, compound and then also sometimes outside of it. But I didn't run a steady sort of pattern. This year, I ran inside the compound maybe once. And then I left the compound because as I found out, and I knew this before, I don't know why I wasn't using this before, but one lap around both blocks uh, that make up like the, there's there's a north and south block, both blocks equals just more than one mile. So that was a lot easier to pace and to think through than on the inside where it's about six or eight laps and it's, it's not an even delineation of which lap you're on so it's like every 1.5 laps you're kind of counting it you're you're ticking up one mile and not only that i think the gps wasn't able to pick up as 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 good as it could outside of the uh, the building so i was like you know what i'm gonna run outside so (laughs) what i was doing was counting down the number of sides i had to run down so on when i first started the first mile is probably the you know, it's a nice little jog. Like, oh, we're just getting warmed up. Okay. Wow, those hips are really sore. Ooh, ouchies. You do the first mile. By the, the second mile, you're go. Okay. By the second mile, you're counting. Okay, it's three plus three. So you have three miles plus three sides to go of that mile, right? And so when I get to the, the half point, I'd be I'd be counting that as three plus two, three miles plus two more lengths of this block to run. Again, you get to two miles, and once you're halfway through, like I think the hardest part is getting to probably uh, one and a half miles. That one's tough because you got to get to two miles. And when you get to two miles, you're like, oh, well, every step I take lessens the amount the amount that is remaining, so it's less than two miles remaining. And you start to reverse psychologize yourself where. Um, even going, oh, it's two plus three, two plus two, two plus one. Now you're just back onto the last mile. That's all you got to do. One more mile, keep those feet moving. You got three more lengths, two more sides, one more, and boom, done, right? Because actually, even the way that it was counting, according to the GPS, it was just shy of one mile each round. So that mile marker got uh, kept on getting pushed back or pushed forward to uh, towards like, uh, like it would move up, it would move up the last length, which was very nice and pleasant to find out that you know I could finish the mile quote unquote early compared to the block, right? So that's what I was doing, and I was basically talking to myself the entire time. I was just going, "You, you got to do this. Uh, just keep the feet moving. I mean, yeah, you hurt, but I mean, uh, it's you'll feel better if you do it. But not only forget the feeling." You got to do it because the time is now. If you can't do it now, then I mean, 
it's actually not even if you can't do it. If you don't do it now, when else could you redo this, right? And that's the thing is like as soon as you stop, if you, it's not so much telling you guys out there in podcast land. It's I would know and I would see it on the GPS tracking where I was, I where I walked, and that's one thing that pushed me. I'm like, I can't have it because every every walk, walking step that I would take. I would regret. I would go. Well, I didn't. I didn't run the whole thing, even if it was just two two steps. I didn't run the whole thing. This time, I ran the whole thing, everything. I didn't. There was times. Okay, and the other thing, <laughs> the other encouragement I was giving myself throughout the day was, it's okay to walk. You can stop. Yeah, you can. You can't stop. I mean, you, sure, you can sit down. Go ahead. I mean, you just had a break twenty minutes ago. What are you gonna? Uh, stop for now. Where, where are you going to sit and do what? No one's going to help you. Every, people are going to look at you. People are looking at you, Steve, going, the fuck is this guy doing? These foreigners, these crazy foreigners, they're running so much. <clears throat> Why is his beard so big? But so I'm listening to that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, it's okay to walk. You know what? I give you permission to walk. I give you permission to slow down and just walk. But I'm like, well, just, okay, go, go another couple steps go go to the end of this block where well, I can't do it my legs my legs are hurting it okay just keep go another 10 steps right keep on going cuz if you if you stop running and you start walking you will regret every walk you take every step that you walk you will t- you will regret and go oh, can I do that over like that that's how it was going through my mind and that's what I was talking to myself the entire time it was basically just um, not self, it's not self-loathing. It was self-challenging. It was just, you got to do it. There's no other, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. If you're going to run this thing, then run the bloody thing. If you're not going to run it, then shut up and sit down or just start walking. Right. But it, the whole goal was to run. So I, I did 52 miles all told. <sighs> no, I don't have regrets about doing, about not doing 56. Um, I don't have regrets about anything to tell you the truth. Uh, this one, this year, actually went very well, relatively speaking. Um, by Saturday night, I needed to start wearing my compression socks and my knee compresses. Now, I'd been putting them on after each run. But starting Saturday night, I think it was 8 p.m., I started wearing them for the runs themselves and those helped immensely. You remember I told you I had shin splints, which, by the way, I have to correct myself. Shin splints aren't necessarily uh, little fissures, uh, cracks in your shin bone. They're actually a separation of the muscle, uh, not the fiber. There's fibers. I think they're called the Sharpley fibers, and they attach your, your your muscles and tendons and ligaments, whatever, to your bone themselves. And those things can become separated or stressed. And that's what causes shin splints. That's that's what you're feeling there. And one of the ways to fix this is, of course, compress or getting off your legs. But um, I'm feeling my shins now. I'm going, there's no pain at all. And that's because of the compression socks. So by doing that, by having those compression socks on, I was basically making my, my legs like walking sticks. And that helped quite a bit because... By Saturday night, I, I mean, it was, it was tough, it was painful, and my back was hurting, like my lower back, not kidney problems, but like my lower back was just, 
I could feel my back. And I guess that was the hamstrings. I said that hamstrings weren't so important, um, but I, I did have to stretch them a little bit. The two parts that were hurting the most, it was my hips. I was surprised that it was my hips hurting so much. Uh, so I had to do the runner stretch quite a bit uh, before and after each uh, each lap, or uh, sorry, after each leg, after each round. Um, and then my my calves were hurting, but they weren't bad. Like my, I felt my calves mostly when I was trying to stand up and walk afterwards. But during the the runs, it was more the hips that were very sore and very stiff uh, to to get going. They didn't want to uh, move around uh, very much. But how am I feeling today? You might be wondering. Uh, sound pretty good, Steve. You don't sound like you're uh, suffering too much. I can tell you. If there's one other thing that kind of makes me go, fifty six wouldn't have been so hard. I feel fine. Like, uh, it was a little tough getting up this morning. I, mean, I felt it. I'm like, oh, got that. Went for my normal walk to review Chinese characters. I was like, I don't really want to do this. Came back, stretched for an hour. Been good since. So, uh, what was it? I guess it's hydration, uh, protein as well. I think you have to you know, be careful about not taking in protein. Because if, if you don't take in protein, your muscles can't rebuild as easier but you do need carbs uh for your uh your your energy i don't think you need as many fats when you're doing runs like this when these types of workouts so carbs uh and proteins those would be great milk would be perfect orange juice for your your sugars and your electrolytes um but yeah i was having oatmeal milk and bananas with that chocolate stuff right so and lots of water just lots of water make sure you uh you you drink water and that you are consuming little bits of salt. Actually, no, there's one thing I was doing is putting salt inside of my my uh, orange juice just to make sure, just to be careful. Because uh, sometimes when you run these long distances, uh, your body ex- get like expels a lot of the salt, a lot of the sodium. And so you need to be careful that you take some salt in so your body retains water more rather than just flushing it all out. So, but yeah, feeling good. I did not do my workout today, uh, not because I didn't want to, partially, but because <laughs> um, I was at the bank waiting for the bank transfer to go through, and it took two hours to get through. So that took that was my afternoon uh, sort of spell, and then when I got back from the bank, it was like 5.30, just after 5.30, I'm like, well, I gotta get back to this March Motion thing. I mean, if I go for a run and if I go for a workout, then it's like I'm just pushing back this March motion thing even more, which I, I got to get done. So I've been working on that for the last two or three hours already. So, uh, and I'm I, I know I'm behind on those projects. I did try to start one on Friday night after the run, like on midnight, but that was like I was like I couldn't hold my eyes open anymore. Like no 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 no, I got I got to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna pass out and something something's gonna go wrong, and it might not go wrong here but it might go wrong at another time. So I had to pull back and uh, never did do any March motion work on the weekend, but I'll make up for that going forward in the next couple of days and get them posted. So that's all underway. Candace still running. Okay, so this is, uh, if you want to have a, if you want to be like, oh, how could you do that, Steve? There's this girl on Twitter who has been running over 32 miles for the last 120 days. And she says something interesting, actually. And this was kind of what 
spurred me to kind of think of my own situation. She said around day 17, day 18, or somewhere around there, she had pains. But then after that, when she thought about it, she's like, it's not. It's there's, There is no real pain. I'm going, how, you, how can you not have real pain? <laughs> I have real pain. It hurts. I feel it. And she's like, at some point, you just, your body adapts, first of all. Second of all, you think yourself going, it hurts, but I, like, I'm not broken. I'm not broken. I'm not bleeding. There's, like, it's a strain, but you can deal with that by stretching. And if you, again, adding compresses as well, comp- compression socks, it helps. And so I thought about this. I'm going, you're right. I mean, I don't know if I'm exactly in pain. I mean, I don't feel comfortable as I do sitting in a sofa chair but I know that even with all the stiffness you just kind of keep on moving through it so yeah she's on Twitter uh Candace running I think is her handle uh and uh, yeah very interesting ultra marathon Candace lady current uh Guinness world records for a number of ultra marathons run consecutively and this girl will pop up ah so yeah there you go Ever try, if you, if you want to try an ultra marathon? I actually, um, in my newsletter this weekend, I just wrote it today. I sent it out uh, earlier. I, I detail a little bit more about the uh, uh, the 4x4x48 four four um, Goggins Challenge a little bit more in case you're interested in sort of maybe plotting out your own method, your own sort of challenge to yourself. If you don't think you can do it, I would say that's your first limiting thought. You actually have to get rid of that thought. And as much as I think that's a very much of a cop-out sort of piece of advice, it's one of those things where if you don't think you can do it, you won't. But if you're like, let's try it, let's see, and you go do it, and you actually try, you will see how much you can actually do. It sounds like a lot of work. It is a commitment, and as this year has sort of proven or sort of shown to me, it's one thing to be an ultra marathon runner or ultra runner it's another thing to be ultra productive while running marathon lengths maybe that's why ultra marathons and marathoners like that concentrated effort because it gets it done you train and train and train leading up to it you do the event five six hours and then you stop then you you detrain for the next little while i don't see goggins detraining to tell you the truth but uh, even that I'm looking at this and going, well, I'm, since I feel fine, I, I could have done my workout if I had the time to, but I had to get other things done today that have finally had to get done because I pushed them off because of this uh, this running all weekend. Tomorrow, again, it's back to work. I, I think by Wednesday, it's going to be back to the normal workout. So it's, uh, yeah, why not, right? What else am I going to do? All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you do want, do want to read a little bit more about uh, my ultra marathon experience, 4x4x48 experience, head on over to uh, Substack. You can uh, search my name there, Stephen Sersky. That's where you'll find the uh, sign-up letter, sign-up link for uh, my, my newsletter. Or head on over to my website, stephensersky.com. That's where I link to uh, my newsletter. And, of course, I have all of the uh, MP3 files for this here podcast and my big podcast as well that I publish Usually once a month, which I think is a, I'm hopefully going to try to change this year uh, if I if I can. But um, anyway, anyway, folks, thanks uh, for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, if you have any more questions about the four by four by forty eight, get in touch. I'd be happy to tell you about it. Um, not the easiest, 
not the hardest. It's not impossible. It's just making it possible requires a little bit of physical training and the will to actually get it done. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.